guys, welcome to the Good Buddies Anime Podcast. I'm your good buddy, Roger. I'm your good buddy, Brandon. And we're here to do a little more of Made in Abyss. Really cool show so far. I'm we liking got, it. We got to see a little more of the, the Abyss itself. It's pretty sweet. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. They really build you into it on those first four episodes, and in the next four, you, you get a little taste of it. Yeah, it, man. It actually feels kind of like... By the time you hit that fourth episode and you're like, oh my god, we're about to see some of this. By the end of this fourth episode, you're like, oh my god, we're about to see some of this. Yeah. They, they, it just keeps... I, I mean, the, the fact that it's in levels and, mm-hmm. you know, you're progressing and then suddenly this this new thing is normal and now we're going to get to some even weirder crap, you know? I really yeah. like the way they're doing it. You, they're it's, about uh, to get down to the places where most people can't go. It feels like a real adventure, you know? It like, really does. It just keeps changing. Things are getting stronger. It's getting crazier. feel like it's going to make me cry. All right. It might, dude. So where are we at? Episode five. Episode five. We're going to go straight into it. Incinerator. Incinerator. Incinerate me. <laughs> what Incinerate is me with your heart waves. Is that a song? No, I just wrote that on you the spot. You just wrote that? On the spot, dude. Dude, we need to grab the guitar. Let's record <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, incinerate me on your heart waves, dude. Jesus Christ. All right, well, we join our heroes in the forest of temptation. Can you get? Can you give me some, like, some Pokemon intros? Like, da, 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 da. This is the worst. I changed my mind. Alright, we're we're in the forest of temptation. Speaking of Pokemon, I do have I do have something to say. I've tried so hard to get to this show. No, please tell me now. Just tell me. No, we have to wait till we get to a character. Alright. When we get to a certain apparently there's a Pokemon in here. Yeah. Um so yeah, we're in the forest of temptation. There's big big leaves. Big big trees with big big leaves. The leaves point the big leaves on top point to the middle of the abyss, apparently, and the little sprout point to the north. It's really great. I love it. I love yep. it, I love There's it. a shield, you know, apparently. and a... Yeah, they mentioned the force field a few times yeah. in the show, and I still don't know what they're talking about. It seems like it's some kind it's of... It's something that I, I imagine it whenever... So I don't get entirely what it is, and maybe I just missed something. Maybe we both just missed something, but I imagine it like some sort of like curved down like a contact lens or yeah, something. Yeah, like a dome on the inside. Yeah, that catches sunlight, and it just has... Like cascades it in so yep. you can see shit. I mean, clearly, sunlight. It doesn't trajectory. seem like there's a physical barrier. Well, maybe there, maybe there's something in there to like keep the animals and crap from getting out of the abyss because we never see them while they're in the city, which is it seems like they'd be able to fly out. So something's going on there to keep yeah. them in. I yeah. don't know. There's some kind of force field apparently. I I must have missed a line of dialogue or maybe they're just offhandedly mentioned. These kids talk fast, man. I don't think I got to say this in the first first episode we did. Yeah, I kind of I kind of um, wish there was a dub version of this, but I mean, I'm I'm down with the sub. I yeah, am enjoying I find it a lot. The sub, I think it's good. My only thing is they I th- they talk very quickly. Yeah, I feel like they could Sentai or whoever did this could go back and just it doesn't matter. We don't know what they're saying for the most part. Just let the text stay on there just a little bit longer. 
Because there's so many times I have to go back. So we're big, big leaves. We talk about the big leaves. Rico explains the big leaves because she's so dang smart. I love her. She is smart. And we hear uh, Regan, Regan, Rico hear someone screaming, help, help me. Something like that. And they come across. Man down, son. Yeah. They come across. uh, They see someone who is being, who's been attacked and uh, seems to be being eaten by this large bird thing yeah. which we come to find is called a corpse weeper which is like for sure the coolest thing I've seen the coolest monster my favorite so yeah, far I thought it was awesome yeah this thing's rad the it's color like, on it is so sweet too like they, this is wild like red and white bird with like an eye where you think an eye would be on the other side there's no eye but there's an eye in its forehead like it's mm-hmm. so freaky looking it's got this weird like like lamprey yeah. of a tongue um, and, it, it, and the, its the mouth thing, looks uh, kind of like a like a what are those little moles or whatever? You're doing a Zoidberg right now with your yeah, hand in front of your. Face. I am. <laughs> There's, they're like these little moles or whatever. They have these. Like, oh, you're talking about the the little starburst. They yeah, have that starburst nose, nose yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That or like a little water bear. Whatever are, those things are called. Oh yeah, the 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 tardigrades. Yeah, love a tardigrade. Yeah, this thing's freaky deaky, and I love it. And that sound they're hearing isn't that person screaming for help. What this thing does, like the coolest, most messed up Dungeons and Dragons monster ever, is when it has its prey and it's attacking it it mimics its cries for help. So this thing is literally, as it's sitting there eating this guy, going, help me, help me. And like, that's what they heard. How? Oh. Yeah. What did I say? It's so it's, metal. Yeah, it's brutal, oh, dude. It's freaking brutal, dude. It's that's that name, so too. Hardcore. I mean, that's, that's, that's... Corpse a, Weeper? That's a pretty sick name, Corpse like, Weeper. Give me some of them, man. That's awesome. Corpse um, Weeper! So, yeah, this guy, <laughs> this guy's already dead. It's a pretty big bummer. It's real freaky-deaky. Yeah, he's got uh, bugs all over him when the Corpse Weeper Ugh. looks over. It's, it's really gruesome. Um, fairly shocking for what we've seen so far yeah, from the show. Yeah, far, this is... We got a decent amount of gore this, here. Oh! Oh, ho, ho! All right! So, yeah, that's what's going on there. But, uh... They, they spend some time checking this thing out. They're like, oh, what are we going to do? And then another one flies out from behind them, grabs Rico, mm-hmm. takes off. And Reg's like, okay, no problem. I can I can hit this thing. It's still in range. Uses rocket punch. Bam. Another one knocks it out of the way. Oh, retry, retry. Bam. Knocks it out of the way. I'm like, you you messed up. So it seems like she's she's going to get taken away. This thing's flying to a nest to yeah. drop her off and to feed it to her children. And then you see all the little mouths the little, the little babies going, beep, beep, beep. Little, little little baby corpse weepers on oh, little babies. Yeah. yeah, they about to eat her. She's also we get a shot of her like in the thing's talons, apparently just flying that high so quickly has hit her with some of that leaving yep. leaving so uh, she's curse and she's like yeah herself. vomiting. She's it's it's hitting her pretty hard. It really does seem like it doesn't matter. Like going down doesn't seem to be a big deal, but going back yeah, up that's at all, that's where you like, yeah that's what gets kind of realized too. I think that's when it really started sinking in. Like okay. Yeah, they, there they, is no going back yeah. for real this time. Like this is not good. Um, so yeah, Reg decides. All right, I know what I got to do. I got to use that that crazy wazy laser of mine. Yeah, uh, charging the laser. He does charge his laser. He charges them lasers all the way up. And he blasts it, man. He straight up no scopes this thing. Just <laughs> three sixty no scope. <laughs> yeah, he spun around and everything. Sick. Hey, how many of those? How many of those you hit? He like one, two. Oh, baby triple no he, yeah yeah he hit all of them man it was great and most of the surrounding how many more <laughs> horrible mlg memes can i get in on this 
<laughs> a little a little weird haired guy pops up. And he goes, "Wow!" and goes well, back down. Did he did he teabag the corpse weeper? <laughs> he teabagged the corpse weeper. Okay, okay, we're done. Um, but we're yeah, done. man, he nails this thing. He blows up a bunch of them that are attacking him at the same time. Uh, any of them that weren't hit uh, decided, "Hey, I'm cool," and they bone right out. Mm-hmm. And as uh, Rico is falling, yeah, not that hungry, <laughs> not not hungry enough to deal with laser cannon hand. Uh, as Rico's falling, he he quickly like jets up, grabs her with his rocket hand, uh, pulls her in, and like manages to catch her before she like lands and dies. Yep. And they slide to a stop on this uh, little rocky outcropping, and it's it's a pretty rad scene. Man, there's a lot of it action is. there. It is like we started with a creepy, creepy bird thing that I adore, and then got a sweet like rocket blast from the laser cannon, um, and then. Yeah, he, uh, let's see. So shortly thereafter, um, she, we see like from Rico's perspective, her waking up and she gets up and. Yeah. Well, he does a really cool maneuver to save her or whatever. Yeah. Where he like, cause he like grabbed her with his, uh, extendo arm and like as she was going over a cliff, so he couldn't even see her after he grabbed Mm -hmm. her and he just runs up and like pulls himself to her and like grabs her and like slides on his back like on yeah. this it's pretty sweet but yeah they loved uh, it it was pretty good um so then we she's waking up uh he, he like sees that she's covered in vomit and stuff from again like the curse thing so mm-hmm. he he she wakes up a little bit he she he's cleaned her up and got her clothes off cuz they were filthy uh she's now staring there without a standing there without a shirt on and yep. yeah that happens for a little bit and then she, she says, "Does not care." No, she doesn't care. I mean, she she clearly is. She's like a real. I, I will give it to her. She's kind of yeah. She she inspects. You know, she regs wiener with nothing, no, nothing to it. Just just checked out the dude's wiener. From a scientific standpoint, she's very scientific. That's the thing. She's like yeah. she's kind of an absent-minded like professor. Like yeah. like normal social cues don't mean really anything. Yep. She's all about like oh what what's but apparently they do Reg because he was embarrassed. Reg's always embarrassed. He's blushing. The robot is blushing. Um, yeah, it's really great. They, uh, she talks briefly about how uh, we need to try and train that laser thing. She she dubs it. She decides we're gonna call it the incinerator, mm-hmm. which is pretty sweet. Name of our episode. Yeah, he was he was really afraid that he was gonna like blast her, but she yeah. says no problem. We just gotta well, train well, let's it. Let's talk about that incinerator blast for a second too. How rad was it, it? It was really rad, dude. It was like a special beam cannon kind of, except yeah, the swirls were on the inside. It was really great. I loved it, man. the The look of it and like he na- he melted like a bunch more of those trees yeah. and stuff. It was really cool. Yeah, it was, it was a really, it was a really good blast. Scene. It was one of my favorite favorite blasts that just, I've seen just in Just straight Kamehameha. Did him, did him a little Hadouken. Hit him yep. with the... Shiku Hadouken. Shiku Hadouken. That's, that's the, uh, the the big beam one. Yeah, that's yeah, the Kamehameha yeah. Hadouken. Yeah, much. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's pretty sweet, man. Um, and then, uh, right on time, uh, Reg is just like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Uh, and just passes out. Like low power, uh, kind of like I speculated before when yeah. when they when she found him asleep. Yeah, when you uh, so listening back to the last episode, I don't think I was fully I was catching on to what you were saying at that point. I thought because we were talking about uh, Reg being a heavy sleeper due to mm. Rico's testing or whatever, and I didn't realize that what they were saying was that she was testing him out before they woke him up with the electricity. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that... They, you thought there was, like, a time jump? Yeah, there like... was a time jump, and this was before. <laughs> yeah, so now, uh, now, okay. now we're on the same page, and I, I, I completely agree with your stance. You're talking about your weenie senses? What's up with you, man? <laughs> hey, speaking of weenies, 
next yeah, week we in a do. week. She we're does about a, to get the next week. So yeah, he kind of low powers out, um, and she's like, "Whoa!" And he's just passed out for a while. So it's his turn to fall asleep. He wakes up later, and while while he's asleep, though, uh, you see Rico kind of. Well, no, she she talks. It was it was before this, I think, or she she has like there's a brief flashback where like she you see her looking at her sketchbook or something because mm-hmm. we know she she ends up losing her sketchbook when the thing grabbed her. So this was like a brief flashback where she's like looking at yeah, her sketchbook. He's, he's freaking. Uh, he wakes up to her freaking out because her yeah because her sketchbook is gone. is gone. But you get a you get a brief scene where you see her like holding it and looking at her sketchbook and there's like a sketch of Reg, of course nude. There's yeah. that. That's we got it. We can't go too long without a without a reference to this robot wiener um, in this show. And then uh, he he he's kind of relieved actually that her that her sketchbook is gone because in in his mind he's like, oh man, didn't she write some stuff about my wiener in there? I sure I'm sure glad it's yeah. gone. It's like. Man, it's all about wieners with the, this guy. The weenie senses were tingling, man. A lot of weenies in this show. Uh, anyway, but, but yeah, they they end up having yeah. little little uh, corpse weeper lunch. Um, yeah, they ate the damn corpse weeper. Reg's a little freaked out by that because he's like, "Well, these things eat people, right?" And he's and she's like, "Well, yeah, but circle of life, dude." She gives him she gives him the Mufasa talk, basically. Yeah, she's like, hey, "Look, look, they, they, you know, our, our people, maybe our people do die, and these things feed off of them, but then that energy goes back to us." I mean, we had meat when we were up there. What do you think that meat came from? He's like, well, "I guess it is pretty tasty." Yeah, give him a little circle they, of life. They did chat. say this was a uh, throwaway comment, but they did say it was rare to get meat up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we have a brief montage where they're going deeper and deeper. They find a few relics. She finds a bunch of these egg things. And she's like, it's all like no speech or anything. It's all just music because it's a montage. Yeah, you see her but trying can, to take them. She clearly like has a, a huge like armfuls of them, of these egg-shaped relic things. And Re- she looks at Reg and Reg's just like, no. And he shakes his head and hits the bag like there's no room. And so she does end up pocketing one of them, I think. Um but yeah, they they end up getting down into the inverted forest proper, uh, which is the lower part of the second level. Um, they they kind of chat for a bit about how it's getting colder, and they see the water going up, and mm-hmm. he can't really he it, he can't do his uh, arm extendo arm too far because there's these high winds that just knock it around. Yep. And he can go short Sends distances, but not very long. Yeah, and he uh, he lets Rico take his cloak. Uh, because it's a little cold, they didn't want to break out the full-on cold weather gear. But uh, he gives a he gives Rico his cloak and then puts his helmet back on. And there's a weird symbol yeah. on his helmet. So this happens a couple of times. That there's no yeah. This real... happens later on. There's not really any explanation for it yet. Yep. But, but I want to know. Oh, what's it mean? It, it built intrigue. What does it mean? And it's a weird. It's not even like. It's not even like a number or any kind of discernible. It's more like a pattern. Yeah. Like it just looks like it's a kinda scope. Like a, it's kind of like a rune. Yeah. Well, not see when I think rune, I think like like a shape. Like this is a definitive shape, but this thing is like the the symbol that always that pops up both times it has. It seems to be like fully radial symmetrical. Like it. Well, it, there's like some little triangles around it too. Well, yeah, but I mean they're in a pattern, is what I mean. Like oh, if okay, I think okay. a rune, I think like an A or, you know, uh, some kind of shape that is, like, not, like, I don't know how to explain that. Maybe like, like a, a letter. like a hieroglyphic? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But, like, this one, it's always, like... I guess I put runes and hieroglyphics close together. Sure. But what I mean specifically is, like, it's appearing on this circular thing. Yeah. And it's always just a circular shape. Like, it could just be, like, like if you took that shape and put it into a scope, 
on a video game, I would think, yeah, that's clearly just helping me see where I'm going. Yes, 360 no scope. Yeah, I would think, oh, that's just helping me. Like, there's always something in the middle. It's perfectly, it's always round. It's always like the same pattern all the way around. Dude, it looks like it's just. You are MLG, my guy. Obviously. No, that's not the point I'm making. Whatever. <laughs> I got it's what just, you're saying, dude. It doesn't, I, I it doesn't it. appear to have like a whole lot of meaning to it. I don't know. It's weird. We'll have to see where that goes. That'll pay off, right? Sure. But, uh, yeah, so they see the weird symbol on the helmet. Uh, they get accosted by a group of embios, which are these freaky deaky Muppet, like, monkey things. Yeah. They, they, they're really weird and, like, uh, like gross hairy. They look like, they look like sloths, but way more, <laughs> more angry. Really angry, fast sloths. And they're chasing them down, and uh, they, very, they, they have to move very quickly to get away from them, and they manage to do so. Uh, and then they eventually, they find this like, uh, like a little walkway thing going through the inverted forest and they may, they come across what they deduce is the, uh, camp that, yeah, that they know is down telescope. there. Mm-hmm. And there's a big, big telescope and we see someone looking through that big, big telescope and we don't get a really great look at him, but it appears to be this, uh, this character in a dress with blue hair and really awesome eyes. We'll get back to that. Yeah. The coolest eyes ever. And a blue whistle. And this person is saying, master, master, uh, someone's here. And they get to this place and the there's like a gondola there, but it's not lowering. So uh, Rick goes like, oh, can you can you get up there with your arms? And he shoots his arms up there and he's like, oh, yeah, I made it. And then he's like, what? And she's like, what? He's like, someone's someone just grabbed my arms. And we see this person, this tall, slender person in all black holding these arms and uh I think uh, I don't. Rem- uh, there, there's also a little bit of a monologue here where, like, someone, this narration is saying, oh, "What will befall these children?" Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Who's narrating this?" Yeah. Because usually when there's when there's a narration in the show so far, it's it's all it's almost always someone we know. It's either like Rico or Reg or somebody who's like doing the narration. Like you, most of the most of the time, I remember it being Reg, like saying this or that, or mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, no one's coming for us in the previous episode. But like, I don't know who's saying this, and it definitely doesn't appear to be the person holding the arms. It appears to be just someone outside of all this, uh, this third party, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the this person holding these arms. Uh, before before uh, Reg retracts him back, says, so, she's still alive, that brat. And that's where the episode ends. Yep. Which is a pretty terrifying sentence. Yep, so, judging by what we heard from our buddy Hobbo, we can... We can deduce that this deduce, is Ozen. Yeah, that this is Ozen. Ozen, the immovable. Which, uh, uh, which is, is a really dope character. Which is a super dope character that I, I love. Um, and we go to the next episode. Seeker Camp. We Seeker are camp. in the Seeker Camp, so how fitting. Oh yeah. So, the first thing I wrote down on this for this episode in my little notebook is loving Ozen's whole look. She big. Apparently six feet tall or so. Reg mm-hmm. says she's about like two meters tall. Can't teach that. Can't teach that. <laughs> you can't <laughs> teach that. And this here's Marlk. Her name sounds like milk. And you can't... No, okay. Yeah, it's goofy. But, um, yeah, she's apparently very large. She's very... She doesn't talk much. She Her her eyes are, like, very... She's got almost the Brock eyes. Like, you can kind of see her pupils. and Yeah. Like, there's, it, it, she's got a really distinct They're bigger look. than Brock's eyes. And her freaking hair is rad. Yeah. It's like... Okay. It goes up into, like, these freaky horns and then down on either side of her head. Like, like two... Like, she looks like she's got, like... 
like bull and like ram horns at the same time almost. It's weird. It's all black and white. I just love her. And whole she has like these look. crazy like hoof boots. Her hoof boots are weird, right? Yeah. Hoops, I'm like, I didn't know what was going on with those at first because they don't yeah. appear to like. Doesn't seem like there's enough room for yeah, a foot no in clue. there. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know if they're peg legs or if she's like got weird high heels on inside these. Yeah. they look like uh, Mega uh, Man feet, yeah. but like skinny Who's so that you can't knows, even fit a foot man, in it, there. It is strange. It's pretty but, weird. So I wanted to make a comment earlier about the Pokemon, and here we go. All right, here's a Pokemon. Ozen looks like she's a freaking gym leader or a leader of the Elite Four or something. She looks like she 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 like trains bird Pokemon or something. I would say dark, and her her finisher is an Absol. Okay, that she back up all. Absolutely could work too. <laughs> she looks like she looks like a damn Absol. Yeah, like a like a double sided Absol. Like that's she's that's got that horn exactly my Pokemon. I was like, she looks like she's it should be from the Pokemon universe. She does As some sort of high profile trainer. I that whoops I, a little ass. I adore this character. She's got the coolest look, man. Yeah, and I like how they do like they'll do like uh, some. I guess they will deform her a bit or whatever, so she'll have like this giant hunchback at times. Mm-hmm. She looks like well, this see, that's just the giant thing. blob we... of a character. With so a... she she looks. So here's the thing that is interesting about Ozen, and we'll get a little bit of this later on. But she's apparently quite old. Yeah, they don't really. They never yeah, give they you a definitive old, day but or like like I age. mean, we know that she is at least uh, at least. Like fifty or more, well, yeah, like she's, more than fifty. So there's stories about her from being from fifty years of yeah. time. So she's got like and, sixty, seventy. Yeah, something. and Rico is twelve. Rico's twelve. We'll we'll get we'll get we'll try to we'll suss that out later. Yeah, we'll do so the math later. Say, but we can she say that she's to, at least sixty. She's apparently quite old. So like in this scene when you well, first meet her, she's like, that. yeah, she's very old. But she's like standing, and if, well, I mean, she's also an anime character, so she looks just like an anime character, smooth yeah. and all that. You don't get wrinkles on one unless you're the old lady from from well, from. Apparently, she's got these scars, away. like my good buddy Joker. Yeah, she's she's <laughs> you rough. Want to know how she got but, these uh, scars? Yeah, she's the super awesome, and I I adore this character. Um... So yeah, she they they sit down. They're having a they're kind of talking to each other. Uh, uh, I think they're actually eating in this scene. I don't remember, but yeah, they're sitting at a table. Um, you find out that uh, she talks about uh, well, Rico um, thanks her. <laughs> yeah, Rico thanks her, and she does a sweet like bam face plant when she does it onto the table because she she always bows. Yeah, and she stands up and bows and slams her face straight into the table because it's just high enough, but. She talks about um, Ozen. She introduces herself as Ozen, of course. She's being really creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, her voice is very monotone, and she doesn't have a lot of inflection, and every word is a little drawn out. Like, yeah. she's... And she's got, like, this... Uh, every now and, and then you'll see, like, this ooh. Cheshire smile break across her yeah, face. Yeah, she... Her, her face she's got doesn't... She's a great smile. She's got, like, no teeth going on. Every now and then she'll get these creepy, like these fuzzy ghost eyes yep. and like her mouth is just like she's so freaky looking I, I love her yeah it's a really cool um, character and a cool and she design. actually she straight up tells Rico she says you know I thought about abandoning you we even had to leave that precious bell if only I had left you there that kid would have come with me such a pity that I did what I did I don't know who that kid would have come with me is I don't know who that is yet but she has she tells like the whole story of like taking a, like when Rico uh, thanks her and, and says you're the one who helped my mother get me back here she says you know I started to just leave you yeah well <laughs> I, I, think, didn't, I didn't want this so I have a theory about the kid yeah. I think who she's maybe referring to is you remember in the notes where there was a little crude drawing of the uh, reg like character mm-hmm. 
and she says that it's not a hollow, but it's not a human, and it's not doing anything. It's just kind of watching. Mm-hmm. I think that might be who she's referring Maybe. to. Maybe. Yeah. I don't. I don't think we can. I don't think we, we say anything. We can't really de- deduce anything but, for it. But, yeah, it was and, creepy. I mean, like a, we're we're only going to episode so episode eight on this, and generally, I think Brandon does about the same thing as I do. We go to our episode and we stop and we watch it before we record. Yeah, like the, like Thursday. the night before. Yeah. So, which it was kind of hard not to watch this. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to keep going, but I mean, I want to keep it fresh when we talk about it. But yeah, it was man, Ozan's real creepy is the point of this one yeah um so then she she entered uh her her servant is there the blue whistle we saw earlier with the cool eyes that's marlk we find out who i think marlk what i mean so if i had to pick a favorite character let's go top three shiggy's up there right now because yeah. cool name marlk's up there because just awesome and has the coolest eyes ever like her eyes uh, Marok's eyes are like they're blue but then the outer rim of her uh, pupil her iris is like this dark dark circle and then the inner is like this weird little like the very center is just this weird little yellow dot and I'm like man that's really neat looking she's super cool uh, Marok is which uh, we'll talk about that in a second but yeah Marok's the blue whistle um Rico hands over her mother uh, Liza's uh, bell that she has with her. Uh, we mentioned that uh, when when Habo gave her the letters earlier, they they talked about Liza for a little bit, uh, and and when when Habo told her there's a there's a letter or whatever episodes ago, I don't think we actually mentioned mentioned listening back to it that he also gave her Liza's bell that she had it, mm-hmm. and that she uh, she had decided to keep it because I mean it belonged to her mother, of course she would. Um, but she gives it over to, uh, Ozen and Ozen, uh, says, well, I'll give it back to you later. Cause she wants to hang on to it. She says, I never thought I'd see this again. And she gives them, she has Marl give them both blue whistles because having a couple red whistles running around is going to look bad. You'll hang on to these blue whistles. So at least if anyone comes by, they won't ask any questions while you're here. Uh, this is a secret camp after all. We expect more people to come in and out of it. So she wants to make sure, you know, trying to hide them, keep keep a little anonymity. Anonymity. All right. But yeah. Um, so yeah, the uh, Marl takes them down to the rooms. Uh, oh, Ozan also tells them, hey, wash up. You smell like vomit. And yeah. Rico's pretty upset about that. Yeah. But uh, Mark takes him down to the room. You find out the camp is built inside of a great porta tree, which is this huge, huge tree. And it's just built inside of it. Uh, apparently a still living tree because you can see some sprouts and saplings on it. Um, and they get down there. She says, OK, here's your room. There's the bathrooms. We usually just use those to wash relics, but go ahead and clean up. And Rico just takes a ride off. And Mark and Reg have a little conversation where Reg... Uh, says to Marok, uh, uh, they, they talk for a little bit and then Reg says, Hey, um, I have a question. Are you a girl? Yeah. And Marok's kind of taken aback by that. Cause Marok's wearing a dress. Definitely appears female. They don't, you don't get an definitive answer, yeah, you but you don't get an answer. But when they, when they cut back, well, it's nobody's business, but Marok's, but, That's um, true. when they cut back, uh, Reg and Marok are kind of like still chatting, uh, after a brief cut, and uh, uh, Reg says something like, huh, I guess you've got your own problems too. Ha ha ha. Like, so we, I don't know. We can assume what's going on there. What can you assume? 
I don't know. I don't know what oh, you well, can assume. I mean, we're supposed to be throwing I said, here. I wrote down. I wrote down. Reg as uh, Reg is asking pronouns. What a true ally. Um, <laughs> so that's nice of him to you know try to. I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Well, how do you? What do you? What do you think the answer to the moral question is? I don't think it matters. Is it a boy or girl, or is it something in between? I don't think it matters. Okay. But yeah, uh, Mark's Mark got a cool dress. Mark's like definitely one of my favorite characters just because they look so cool. Yep. I'm gonna say they because we don't know, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it's really it's pretty cool. Um, so Rico comes out uh, and sees them talking and kind of says something, and they both look and they're just like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" And they both start blushing and looking away because, of course, she walked right out with zero clothes on um, after washing up. And she's like, oh, I didn't have anything to dry off with. And Reg's yeah. like, Stark oh, naked. She doesn't give a damn. Just Stark naked. And and Mark's like, I'll get you a change of clothes. And she takes off. Um, and I, I just wrote down, put some damn clothes on. Like, what's going on here? Rico but, uh, doesn't give a damn, dude. Obviously. She does not give a single damn. Oh, boy. It's pretty great. Um, so, yeah, we we get another a few more scenes of them just kind of talking and hanging out. They talk about the relics that are there. Rico finds a bunch more of those egg relics that are in there and she pulls out the one that she saved and they're kind of talking about them and stuff. Uh, I wrote down why are Marl's eyes so cool. I love Marlk. Marlk. Just the name. Yeah, Marlk. it's just a very strange name. It sounds, I said before we started recording, it sounds like someone super like with a really weird, like, I don't know, country accent trying to ask for me, hey, you want to pour me a glass of Marlk? Yeah. Hey man, I need that's Mark to go in my cereal. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got that two percent? You have an almond mark? You know I'm lactose intolerant. I gotta have my almond mark. <laughs> I, I love that. I wonder if the thunder's picking up over this. We we just had a small thunderstorm start blowing. And the lightning here. and the thunder. So pretty exciting. First time, first time we recorded, we had cicadas. Now we, now, we, now we got us a little thunderstorm Are you saying here. we recorded this on a dark and stormy night? We did, man. And that is... I can feel the atmosphere all around the me. The worst. So, yeah, we uh, we go on from there. Mark uh, confesses that she kind of... she She's trying to... Or they... Mark, Mark was trying to get them to get Reg and Rico to, to kind of stick around, like saying, oh, yeah, you could you could explore here if you want, find more of those relics. And Rico's like, oh, could we really? That'd be so great. Yeah, you got the blue whistles. You can ch- chill as long as you want. Oh, my God. That'd be... No, no, no. We have to go. And we, we have to keep going. I'm sorry. I'd love to stay, but we have to keep going. She, she like, catches herself. Rico does. And Mark confesses that, you know, she just wants, they're the only people her age that have ever been, you know, have been here in so long. And she wants them to hang out. She wants some friends. Oh, or yeah. So I just, I just looked up a thing on, uh, the maiden, maiden abyss wiki. And this comes from at very least the manga. Um, and Marlk is a male. Okay. And it is implied that it is Ozen that makes him dress like a maid. Okay. That's so, a fun story. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. Marlk's super, super kind of... Marlk's just super... I like him. Marlk's just super adorable and really just want some friends and it's adorable yeah um so yeah then, well uh, he's never seen people his age before sure so then they're they're in the um in that in that same uh 
in that same room we we cut it's like later they're all asleep and they're they each have their little bed roll rolled out and they're all sleeping and rico gets up uh because she has to use the restroom or something and she goes through through the uh you know trios for a little bit trying to find a bathroom and she ends up in this one area and is accosted by this freaky torso monster yeah it's so it's weird. like no head it's just like torso with what is like like just like no head weird arms that end in like stompy like hand not even hands like crawling toward her with like it's like a hollowed out torso. It's really weird looking, like with a yeah. spine coming off yeah, the back the of it. Yeah, the spine is like a tail. And she freaks out and she runs back to the and room. And it kind of takes a second to figure out exactly what you're looking at. Yeah, it's it really super weird. It's really creepy. And she runs back, jumps into, uh, jumps under the covers where Reg is, and just stays there. And then wakes up the next morning having wet Reg's bed, uh, and they're hanging up his sheets. Yeah, which is pretty funny. Yeah, um, I, I like, he's like, why'd you pee my bed? <laughs> yeah, why'd you have to go and pee my bed, Rico? Go on. Come on. But yeah, so the next morning they wake up, they're, uh, you know, they, they, they're hanging up the sheets. They're all sitting there talking about it. Like, and she says, I saw this weird thing. And Mark's like, oh, I've never seen any, like, heard of any ghosts up here or anything. Like, I don't know. And then Ozen shows up and is like, uh... Like, oh, you should really watch where you uh, go around here. You might see uh, you saw something you shouldn't have or something like that. Mm-hmm. And everybody's kind of like taken aback, like what what's really going on? And she says, oh, do you want to see? And she leads them uh, to another part of the seeker camp. Um, and as they're going up this long set of stairs, uh, we get a flash over to our good buddy uh, Habo. Yeah, Habo, who is uh uh, sitting there like kind of musing on you know the kids and he says I really should have gone w- I really should have gone with him to the seeker camp even though they told me not to I hope yeah. I hope she doesn't show them that well, thing way to way to really look in the past Habo you sent you shouldn't two, have let the damn kids go yeah, anyway they're children they're, they're definitely <laughs> suicide mission this show's gonna make me cry yeah and he's he's like he's like oh, maybe I should have thought about that a little more well no fucking duh apparently the curse has weathered your mind a little bit damn it Habo because you let two kids wander down to this psychopath lair because at this point all you can really tell is all oh, right, she Ozen is crazy. Ozen's real wild. But yeah, so we go from there, and as they're going up these stairs, uh, Ozen uh, is is questioning them, like, yo, you really want to go to the bottom of the thing, huh? And, you know, she uh, Rico's already said, yeah, I'm going there. My mother's waiting for me. She showed her the note and everything. My mother's waiting for him, and I'm going. And Ozen just starts dropping truth bombs. I said Ozen with the real talk. She says... Yeah, real, real talk. She says, okay, first of all, that's not her handwriting. Second, where do you think... Why do you think I even, we even found this whistle? Your mother is dead. Third, do you know... I found it on the fourth level in a big sea of these... There was these flowers that they they made reference to a few times. What were they called? Uh, they were called... Uh... It was like something like indomitable flowers or something. They were like <sighs> really resilient. I forget the name. But um, hold on, I'll, I'll get the name. I'm you'll thinking. find it. Yeah. It's probably on the thing. But he, she says that it was on level four in this big, huge area that was nothing but these flowers. Your mother's favorite flowers at a grave. Fortitude flowers, maybe something. Flowers like that? of fortitude, I think. Flowers yeah, of fortitude. Yeah, blossoms of fortitude, something like that. But yeah, she uh, she says no. Your mom's definitely dead. What are you gonna dig up her grave? 
she's buried in the Goblet of Giants, etc., uh, etc. Et it's really, it's a really rough stuff. And they get to this this area that Ozen's leading them to, and it's it's a fairly small room. There's like you know, books, bookshelves lining the walls. Yeah, it looks There's like a her quarters chairs. or something. Yeah, like maybe maybe her study or something, maybe a small mm-hmm. library. You can see this armor that we saw, we saw the same character knowing, uh, carrying the the thing that Rico was in earlier in the series, so we know that's her armor. Eternal Fortunes. Huh. And then we have uh, Flowers of Resilience. Apparently there's that's gotta a few be a translation. That's yeah. gotta be a translation. Resilience sounds like the ones, I think they were Fortitude or something like yeah. that. But yeah, it's uh so we see this this armor that we can deduce his Ozens and in the at the far end of this room is this huge like stone some it looks like a marble cube and it, everything just kind of stays there for a second looking at this thing and then we cut and that's the end of the episode. Cliffhanger on to episode 7. Episode 7. So this is where it starts getting a uh... Getting a bit on the child abuse side. <laughs> it gets pretty rough. It gets pretty rough. Uh, yeah. Is uh, episode seven? Is it? Is it a uh, unmovable sovereign? Is that what yeah, it's, it's called? Yeah, unmovable sovereign. Yeah. So we find out that one Ozen is called Ozen the Immovable. We knew that. We also know that she has a uh, kind of an honorific, the unmovable sovereign Ozen the Immovable. Uh, which we get we get a clip where. It's Habo talking to the kids again, I think, about like about the stories about Ozen. And they're like, is it true that she really pulled up a gondola full of people by herself? Does she really like hold a 10 meter boulder up or something? It's like really just wild stuff that seems like it wouldn't be possible for anyone, much less this apparently very, very, very old lady. Um, but like apparent we, we learned that apparently of the of the white whistles, Ozen is the strongest if at least physically she's very powerful and uh habo also in this little bit mentions that the white whistles what they're re- what they're known for is not only are they the best cave raiders they're the master cave raiders the ultimate cave raiders but they also uh use their own use the relics and whatnot that they find to bolster their abilities that's that's how they become so strong and whatnot yep um and we get to see some of that later on but uh, Ozen uh, shows shows Rico and and the other kids this this thing this marble looking cube thing. And Rico's studying. It's like oh, it's got this pattern all over it. This is like a very special relic, um, whatever it is. And Ozen says, "Yeah, it's uh, this is." And uh, she she asks, "Is this the is this the curse repelling uh, vessel that?" that I've heard of that, that I was carried up in. Mm-hmm. And she says, yes, that's exactly what it is. And she blows on her whistle and the tone of it, when she does it, the thing like, like splits open and you can see inside of it, like to the area inside. Yep, And that's the thing they carried her up. In. That's the thing they carried her in. It looks, the vessel. You, we saw it before. I'll yeah. call it the vessel. Yeah. That vessel. Um, um and then Ozen drops some more truth bombs. Yeah, man. She is. She says, Rico, when you were born, you were already dead. Yeah, you're stillborn. Still she was a stillborn child. And she says that, you see, what happens is we put you in this thing just to carry you, just to carry your body. And who knew that you would start moving again? Apparently, dead things that go in here start to move again. That's what you, That's what she saw last night. She, she said, I put some meat in and it began to move. 
what else is interesting, she says, is that things that are put, things that come back to life that were put in here, things that are, uh, that start moving after they're put in that are alive, they always crawl straight back to the, the abyss. That thing was crawling toward the abyss last yeah. night. And that's what's happening to you too, isn't it? And Rico's just freaked, 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 freaked. It's so creepy. Uh, well, and she is Ozan is not doing this lightly at all. Oh no, she is. She is is being very blunt and very very scary. It's yeah, it's yeah, really it, it, like it's beyond the point. It's terrifying. It's just blunt. Yeah, she's straight up scaring the shit out of these kids. Yeah, very much so. She uh, she refers to uh, they're starting to fear for their lives, and at mm-hmm. this point, they should. Yeah, uh, she she tells Rico that she despises her. She she doesn't like her at all. She she never wanted her to. That's why she said before she should have just left you. She, I should have just left you where you were, um, and that and she refers to uh, Reg the Abade. That's what they call them. A U B A Abade A U B A D E is what they call these uh, apparently super duper relics that are found. Uh, she says the Abade child, and she she says so. You you don't remember anything, do you? You've lost your memory. And he's like. You know, kind of trying to get between Rico and Ozen because Rico uh, Ozen seems like she's about to attack, and she says, "Well, I guess I need to dispose of you before you remember." Then, like, remember what? What's going yeah. on? Oh God! It's somewhere in this. I don't remember if it was through the explaining towards the end of the last episode. Uh, she talks about Liza getting married to a guy named Torka. I think that's later that she brings that okay. up because we knew Torka was the dad. Was was uh, Rico's dad? Uh, Leader mentioned that before. We also get Rico uh, Leader's real name later on. I think that might be next episode. Yeah, um, but yeah, I do want to mention something about Torca. Mm-hmm. The the frame he looks like a little nerd. Yeah, the frame they give us. He looks very very young. Well, I mean, this lady's supposed to be like seventy, and she looks very young. So I don't know how That's far. That's true, we can go but I mean, that. like he looked not formed. She at least looks formed into like adults. So. I would say he he looked like just a he looked younger than the leader. Well, I would I don't know about that. I'd say he was maybe he I think he looked maybe the leader's age. He certainly didn't look at he looked the thing about Torka that brief shot you get of him is that I think if there's anything you can glean from that it's that he wasn't tough. He seemed like a real baby boy, like not not young, but like. I mean, he just to me, he yeah. Um, I just Roger just turned it. He just turned his laptop to me and showed me the a picture of him. To me, he just looks like, like okay. To make him look older, imagine that face, but his eyes were angrier, like like and he wasn't smiling. They could have gave him like some peach fuzz. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. Is like very rarely do the do you get any like facial hair and stuff in these shows. Like leader doesn't have any. Hobbo's the only one with any, and that's because he's like looks like a freaking mountain climber from Pokemans. There's a lot of Pokemon stuff yeah. in here. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, he looks like he looks like a real baby face. I'm not saying that that all the he looks, the he ages looks like. And stuff. I mean, in that picture, he's holding out like a bowl of food. He looks yeah. like he was maybe the chef. He wasn't. He's not like you know whipping ass. He's not. I don't know. Well, but, apparently he's a black whistle. Well, so he's he's pretty. He can hang. Meh. He can hang with the dangs, man. <laughs> hang with the best yeah, of them. So back to Ozen, who just opens fire she starts attacking uh reg she yeah. i wrote down she did her hulk loki impression she just grabs him and slams him into the ground a few times ends up making a huge crater in the middle of this room just slamming him into the into the ground um rico runs up and like tries to stop her and rosen just 
pop slaps the shit out of her just yeah. like barely even moves her hand and Rigo goes flying across the room and has like blood coming down yeah. her head busted her wide up just, just the busted smallest her. touch oh my god just riggedy wrecked this kid um and then the the word that we couldn't remember before when Reg was looking was talking about uh, Rico's cooking is irredeemable. Irredeemable. They use that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now yeah. too. And he, he, because he they says, use that crap a lot. They say that word yeah. a lot. Um, so I and that's whenever I was like, I think that's what they said about yeah. cooking as I was watching. And Ozen, uh, as as Reg is like facing her down again, he says, "You're irredeemable," and he launches his arm and arms and like wraps her up, and uh, Ozen's just like. Okay, and she just like kind of flexes and bounces him off, and like grabs one of his arms. He's like, I mean, come on, man. She ends up uh, when when she does this though, her like I think her sleeve comes off or part of her jacket or something. Yeah, and you can see her arm like uh, where it's like, yeah, or, like her glove came off or something. You you see her arm for the first it's time. Like she gray. Has, it looks dead. It's all it looks dead, and she's got and... these. She's got these weird, like, diamond-shaped things going in her skin. And he's like, what is that? And she, like, pulls off her jacket. And you can see both of her arms are covered in them. And those are, I wrote it all down, uh, the thousand-man wedges. She's got a, about 120 of them all over her, uh, Im, uh, implanted in her, all over her body. Apparently, that's uh, a relic that is giving her this crazy strength. Um, I would assume, since they're called Thousand Man Wedges, that each one gives you the strength of a thousand men, or something. We can assume, if she's really picking up boulders that are ten meters in diameter and slamming this kid as hard as she is, mm-hmm. she's very, very strong. Yeah, she's like, oh, I broke the floor. Yeah, she says that that's the secret to her strength. So... She keeps uh, attacking. Uh, Reg decides he's going to have to try and blast her. And he he's charging up his laser hand, his, his incinerator. Charging his laser. Keep doing that. And he's saying to himself, I, if, I, if, I do the, if I do it like before, I'm going to burn up the whole thing. I got I to gotta, uh, make it smaller and sharper. And Ozan just gets up in his face like, oh, what are you going to do with that? And she just grabs his hand and points it at Rico. And he's like... Let's see what it does. And he, Rico, who's now like unconscious, still bleeding from her head, is about to get blasted by his laser and he can't move his hand because she's holding it. She's so dang strong. So he manages to like kick his hand into the air and the laser fires, the incinerator fires like through the ceiling and just ping, cuts a hole straight through everything. There's like some, somebody up on the surface just got nailed by that. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty, pretty wild. But yeah, it just goes, goes and, uh, Ozen's like, oh, wow, that's pretty neat. Um, and, like, she keeps attacking. She keeps attacking. And having just fired his uh, fired his incinerator. His lasers. After having just fired his laser. <laughs> uh, uh, once again, um, Reg starts to pass out. And there's a bit. I wrote this down. I don't, I don't, again, I don't know what this line means, but it, it must mean something. She says, both of you are unfit for it. Whatever that means. I'm assuming the abyss. Maybe. But yeah, she she goes back to attacking and eventually Reg just passes out. He can't take it anymore. Um, this whole time Marl was there and uh, she ended up like disappearing partway through the battle. Yeah, she ran away. It she like ran she away. She was, handle she was it terrified. And then... Yeah. Sure. Uh, and then uh, Reg wakes up and Rico's there and she's awake. And Ozen's just kind of staring at him. Yeah, they're putting his little. Uh, what putting those, it, yeah, she's like knocking his. Things called the ber- his like beret, beret headband thing, yeah. like knocking it back onto his head after she popped it off of him. 
um, and she knocks it back on. And there's all these other people there, Black and uh, Moon Whistles, who uh, apparently are part of the uh, Ozen's crew. We find out. And they're like, oh, man, you really went hard on him, hoes. And he's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. one of them's like, yeah, little Marl came and found us. So scared, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because, well, I mean, she was she was beating these kids like they were children like in Walmart. Like she was literally. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there they are. <laughs> they, were, they were in the Wally world. All right, well. And Roger, Ozen was any Roger, given parent. Roger did that joke earlier, and I was like, yeah, all right, child abuse. But. <laughs> Yeah, I turned yeah, it around. You had to a bring bit. it back. You, you 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 tried to class it up a little. It is classier too, and people laughed. They're like, you know what? I've been to the Wally World, and somebody sure enough was beating the hell out of their kids. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's. Uh, it turns out this was all this was all a test. Uh, one of them says she was deceiving you, um, and. Ozen goes on to say that no, she wasn't really gonna kill him. She just wanted to see, she wanted to see how tough this robot boy was, and that he kept taking everything she gave to him, and he he didn't break, so it just made her want to hit him harder. Like yeah, so so she's getting into it. She was getting into it, and then as she's uh, as they're as she's getting ready to leave, and they're all gonna like you know she talks about uh, planning to like you kids aren't ready, you need training or whatever. As she's about to leave the room, she says, "Oh, there's one more thing. I was, uh, I was lying about. That grave was empty. Liza is waiting yeah, for you. I dug it up. Huh? I dug up that grave to see what was there, and there was nothing. And Liza's waiting for you," she says. And we get a, uh, a little scene where you, it's a flashback where you see that uh, Ozen was Liza's mentor. Uh, we we see like Ozen looks the same as she did them, even though this was clearly years ago. Yeah. Because there's this little blonde kid uh, who looks to be Rico's age at, in this scene, who comes and is talking to her and says uh, and wants to be mentored by Ozen. We find out that was in fact Liza. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, who boy, but uh, Liza basically takes them out. Uh, you know, we can yeah. we can assume so there's a time that, jump there's here. There's another thing. Yeah, that 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 adds at least another ten years to her age. So if we're assuming that, like, we're saying, I would li- say that she's at least seventy five or eighty. Yeah, she's got to be. She's got to be old. I mean, she's very very old. And that's the thing. Like, you'll every now and then you'll see her like later on when they're eating a meal. She's like all hunched over, like like with her back above her head. Yeah. Like like a like a hunchback, like stereotypical old person, just like crunched over like that and then she'll stand up and just go and like straighten herself out like whoo boy yeah yeah cool character cool design i like her a lot i really really like this character she's uh she's super cool other than her beating her kids like they were in the wally world yeah you're not gonna let that one go no i'm not man but ozen takes them out uh uh, there's a time jump uh, you know they're cleaned up and clearly you know not beat to hell anymore oh she tells Marl because she's leaving to you know find some medicine if if human food works on the robot kid maybe medicine will too and if it doesn't well just give him more food and they clean up she takes him out to this uh to the the very uh, very edge of the uh yeah, abyss Reg, on this Reg level is still bandaged up at this point Reg, too. Reg is still bandaged up takes him out to the edge of the abyss where she says the the beasts and monsters are going to be more docile here and she tells him, all right, you are to go into this area. You are to survive for 10 days. If you go past this point, I'll consider it that you've uh, given up and left. And Yeah, it's like a big tree up there. You need to survive, and you, need, and you, Reg, need to make sure you protect Rico. And another thing, you can't be using that laser. And he's like, well, I'm a laser. 
And she says, well, every time you use it, about 10 minutes later, you pass out. And then you're no good for two hours. And if you have to use it, then you're going to be leaving her alone unprotected. So if you have to have to use it, make sure that whatever you were aiming at doesn't come back to bother Mm -hmm. you. It's a really intense thing. I wrote down she's giving them the Izumi test. She's doing the... The uh, from Brotherhood, or, or oh, yeah. yeah, Full Metal Alchemist, yeah, where, uh, leaving him on an island yeah. or whatever for so long, and like, okay, survive, bye, yeah, see you later, forever. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty <laughs> great, and that's where the episode ends. Uh, pretty good stuff. Yeah, that was a that was a good episode. That yeah, one I like that one a lot. Back. That was really intense. Yeah, the I really fight, we we didn't get into the fight too much, but I mean, she was. There, there's a good six or seven minutes where she's like brutalizing Reg. Mm-hmm. She's beating the absolute shit out of him. Just taking him straight to town, man. Yep. Just wrecking straight that kid. Straight to town. Straight to the Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, episode eight. Well, no, uh, the title is no more Walmart jokes. Uh, that is, in fact, not the title, and that is also, in fact, not happening. Um, there's more certainly we need more Wally World jokes. All right. Uh, but episode eight is called Survival Training. Survival Training. Um, so the episode starts. We got Rico and Reg. They're gonna do their surviving. They're walking through this foresty and area, having a great and time. And the first thing that happens is they see a bunch of weird pulsing pink lights over here on the, you know, over a ridge. And Rico's like, "Oh, let's check that." Out. Just takes off, and I'm like. Y'all have been attacked by so much stuff. Yes, let's run toward the weird, freaky lights that we don't know what they could be. That's a perfect plan, Rico. You want to die. So she takes off and runs toward these things. Turns out they're they're these cool, glowy bugs that are like... They kind of look like those... uh, What do you call them that float in the water? Um, Oh, water bugs. Yeah, they're like these weird little... Like like water bugs. uh, What are they called? There's some some bugs like that on Zelda, too. And, uh, well, on Zelda, they're tech techs, I is think. The, is it the tech types? And in tech types. And in Mario, they're called something else. I don't know. They're like little water skimmers. Yeah, there's pretty little water bugs, but they all glow pink. They're really cool looking. And, um, so, uh, 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 she says, oh, yeah, there's water. We need water. And she runs down to get some water. And Reg's like, is the, you sure it's okay to drink? There's bugs in it. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. These are, these are Rohanas. They, they only go to, um, they only, uh, go into fresh water. So it's totally good to drink. She runs down there, takes her hat, starts getting up some water. As she's doing so, all the bugs in the middle part away from the middle. There's a big circle of nothing in the middle of the water. Yeah. And, and you're I'm like, like oh, here she we go. about to die. And this huge, like, it looks like a hippo, but a little bit of a capybara, like, yeah. springs out it of the water. It looks like, a, at her. like a, a cross between, like, a hippo and maybe a rabbit and maybe a rat at the same time. Yeah, it's really freaky looking. Maybe, but uh, maybe like, a boar. mostly hippo. Yeah. This thing is huge and gray and creepy, and it's got weird teeth. Uh, that's where the rabbit capybara bit comes from, this rat thing. Uh, I wrote down hippo rat thing. But, uh, yeah... Uh, Reg shoots his rocket arm, his little extendo arm, grabs her and pulls her away, like just in time, so this thing doesn't eat her. And he's like, "I thought the animals were docile. What the hell is that?" Yeah, this so, thing is not docile. Yeah, they set up a camp. Um, Rico makes a fire. She says, "Oh yeah, well, most of the animals here, their their eyes are a certain way, so it, they they're not going to be attracted to light. They do, however, get swarmed by a bunch of bugs." Yeah, all the As bugs like, are coming. job, Rico. She's like, "I'll go find some plants to repel bugs." And uh, they they devise a plan to um, 
to try and uh, to to stop this hippo thing because they you know they need water. It's in the water. They can't get any water, so they they got to do something about it. Um, meanwhile, we see there was a big like huge pole of a tree that. Uh, Ozen had told him if you go past that tree then you're forfeiting so don't go past the tree that's your boundary and on that tree we see one of Ozen's uh, uh, squatties um, this creepy little this weird little old dude who's got these weird uh, goggles and uh, we see Ozen there in her full armor she also put on her armor in the last episode but she's in her armor talking to this guy and he's like oh I didn't know you were there and they talk for a little bit. Oh, yes, uh, Rico's very resourceful, but she's also, you know, running off by herself, blah, blah, blah. And Reg is tough, but he doesn't really know what he's doing, it seems like, blah, blah, blah. So he's kind of, like, just observing and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get a few flashbacks. Um, we see Torka again. Uh, we see, well, specifically, we get a bunch of shots of, like, Ozen and Liza, like, you know, together. Um, and, uh, like training or whatever. She says, there's a bit where she says something to Liza like, oh yeah, um, well we're going even deeper in the abyss this time. So you're going to come back up with your eyes bleeding and, and Liza's like, oh yeah, I can't wait. Like she's so, she's ready to go, man. Ready for them bloody eyes. She's ready to do it, man. She's, she, she doesn't care. And that's, that's maybe why they got along so well because they were both so hardcore and like just doing whatever it took. Um, so at one point in this in this flashback, we see Torka again, and Liza's like, "Hey, hey, Ozen, this is Torka from my squad. We got married." And and uh, you see Ozen doing her ghost face, just like, "Uh," like she can't believe it. Yeah. She's shocked. It, it kind of yeah, it you're feels right. like it's, yeah. I see. I thought this was earlier, but now it makes now I'm, I'm remembering. Yeah, you're right. It feels like it feels like she was so shocked she couldn't believe it. It felt like like. Like, come on. Like, it seemed like Ozen maybe liked her or Had something. Had feelings for her. Yeah, yes, clearly. It did. It did feel she like that. She clearly did. Um, and yeah, I wrote down Torka was a or, little green-haired nerd. Or, yeah, or maybe she just didn't want her apprentice, because Ozen is very hard. Mm-hmm. She did not want her apprentice marrying this freaking nerd that is clearly going to maybe. die. Well, maybe that's her thing. Maybe Ozen's, like, into, like, just likes having girls around, and that's why, uh, and maybe she's in a girl, uh, and maybe that's why she has Marl dressed like a girl. Ooh. I don't know. Hey, who cares? Love me some Ozen anyway. Yeah, me but, too. But um, we go on, and in the same flashback, we see uh, Ozen uh, down in the abyss with um, with Liza, and Liza's like laying there. This is clearly after she just had her baby, and she's like, I just want to be left alone or something. I need to be alone right now. And Ozen goes over to that container. You see the, you see the, the curse-repelling chamber, which you can't even really call it that because it's not what it does. It's like a revival chamber, if anything. And she's sitting there and she has a little monologue to herself. I wrote down part of it. Um, she says uh, Liza was finally, you know, started to mellow out. And then she says that dumb face and you came along, which I think is talking about uh, Torka. Like you came along and just uh, this happened. And now everything's she's just so depressed now and she can't believe it. She just wants her. She wants her student. Maybe maybe her what she wants to be more than a student. She just wants her to be happy. Clearly, yeah, it's a real bummer. And then she just can't believe it. And she says, uh, she says something like, "And I had to, uh, I had to deliver the baby. Real nice leaving me here like this. Like apparently Torka had just died. And does it say how he died exactly? It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Maybe we'll get some answers. But um, 
she's like standing there next to this thing and then she hears it from inside of it and she's like what yeah like <laughs> she she hears it she hears it come alive mm-hmm it's real it's pretty creepy and Rico then has come she like alive. runs back to talk to to tell lies she's like liza check it out but yeah it's uh that's the flashback which is you get a lot of you get a lot of story there it's pretty mm-hmm. good stuff and then we cut back and the kids have developed their plan they are going to try and get that hippo thing uh, they lured it over with some some like dung and some other stuff. Yeah, and they female it. hippo dung. You know, where'd you find the he female hippo dung, guys? I don't know. <laughs> and they started cooking it. <laughs> I feel like in the yeah, I mean in a in a lesser anime, this would be like a five, four three episode arc, and we'd have to like deal with them finding a female hippo and getting the dung and shit. That's but, true. Yeah, this is uh, I'm fine with them skipping around. I don't care how you found the dung. Point is, we're progressing. So. They uh they developed their plan, and what they ended up doing was uh they lured it to the camp. It's thrashing around, finding this hippo dung. Rico jumps out of a uh out of a bush and flashes her flashlights at it and just blinds it like like a deer in the headlights for a second. She's like, "Now, nah, Reg!" And Reg from in a tree shoots his arm, wraps yeah. the thing up. Well, and it's then, like his arms come through the tree too. Yeah, he's got him going. He's like got himself rigged up with a pulley system because like. He what he he shoots his arms. They go through this hole in the tree, wrap around the thing, and grab it. And then he kicks another, like a big branch that's been broken or like a piece of wood or something, and it falls. And the weight of that is pulling his arms, his arm bands, and lift this thing up and pin it to this big branch that he's behind. It's like really, it's fairly ingenious. Yeah, it's kind of like a. You I remember, don't know how it worked, but it looks when ingenious. You remember we were kids and there was that little board game called Mousetrap. I remember Mousetrap. And, and, and you, you never played it. Yeah, you, you just set it a, up and you just. You didn't give a crap about playing the game. Nobody played the game. You just wanted to see the trap fire yeah, off. Yeah, you just set it up and you hit the thing and you watch the little marble go and the little guy like get knocked into the bucket, which set off the trap and blah, blah, blah. It was really great. Yeah. It's like fun time. But yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, they end up catching this thing and then. We get a shot where they're uh, eating some meat, and I'm like, "Oh, we out here eating hippos? What's up?" Yeah, we eat some hippo. They meat. apparently ate this whole damn thing because we also in the foreground of that shot, while they're in the background at their little camp eating eating what we assume is hippo meat, in the foreground there's these huge like bones, and I'm like, "Damn, they they really went in on that hippo thing." Went to town on him, dude. <laughs> if you say they took him to Walmart. Uh, <laughs> they took that hippo. They they drove him right by. He was a very young hippo, very excited Stop hippo. Enough. And they took him right by the toy section and went straight to automotive. And, and he got had and a he threw a fit. You're the worst, dude. All right, so yeah, they they end up surviving. They head back to camp. Uh, I wrote down Marl is being adorable again, um, like greeting them and like, oh, I'm so happy you're okay. And uh, we get another uh, symbol on uh, Reg's helmet, and it's different yeah, this time. He yeah, says, it's "Oh, symbol. it's different this he time." He notices it this time. Yeah, he and he notices it, and he says, "Oh, is it different from last time?" And it is different from last time. It still just looks like you know a weird circular shape. Um, I wrote down, "Is he leveling up or something? What's going on?" <laughs> like I don't know. Maybe what, I don't know what could this have means. something to do with where they are in the abyss. Too. Yeah, maybe maybe he's like a map or something. Who knows? Maybe yeah. he's a compass. Maybe he's the star compass. <gasps> What a twist. I uh, <laughs> uh, hope y'all liked our bonus episode. Happy April Fools. Anyway. Um, so yeah, yeah, we go on. April Fools, everybody. 
April Fools, we we got, we got you. Yeah, you knew it was April you Fools because I, I said wife at the end of it. Um, but yeah, we go on uh, weird symbol. Um, they 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 we see them uh, Ozen and the kids and Mark and everybody sitting down enjoying a meal. Ozen like cuts her meat and as she's talking, she'll be like blah 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 thing, and then you just hear. And it's like, holy crap, she's really going in on this food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you hear... It's not often... I can't remember, other than, like, if you see, like, someone eating noodles or something, you'll hear a... <laughs> you'll get one of those. Yeah. Or, like, when Goku's chowing down real quick, you'll get, like, a... Like, of the chopsticks on the food, mm-hmm. and he's like... <laughs> but, like, this one, she's like... You see her cut this steak, and she you see the fork go up. You never see her eat it, but you just hear her blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> she's just chowing down. I did notice something when they were cooking the uh, corpse sweeper. Mm-hmm. The meat in this anime seems to be very like almost like maybe like a cooked spam or something gross. It's really like that. weird looking. Yeah, yeah because it, it it's it almost looks, it looks like it's true, but it tears real easy. It's kind of in that uncanny valley thing where like it looks it kind of realistic and gooey, but also yeah. like. It's like some some fucked up Salisbury steaks or something. It did look like it was. That's what I would say. Salisbury steak. It looked like a really messed up Salisbury steak. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so while they're while they're eating, um, she's talking about how uh, the deeper you go, you lose a sense of time. Uh, which at first she says you lo- you lose your sense of time. She says yeah. that when she went down into the lower level, uh, there was one time she meant to be there for only a couple weeks. She came up and it had been a few months. So. But then she says, she goes on to say that maybe down there, Liza's still alive. Maybe, maybe she's, you know, it's only been a little while for her. And I'm like, oh, so we're talking about actual time dilation. This isn't just, yeah. oh, I was down there and it felt like longer because there's yeah, no yeah. sunlight and I can't track the days. No, you're talking about actual differences that are people, in time that passing. That are people are having missing time. Something. So there could be some UFOs down there. Oh my god, this guy and his could freaking... Be some, could be some abductions. You and there your could aliens. be some probins. Come on, man. <laughs> you just love your aliens and whatnot. I do, and it could be happening, man. There could be missing time in Maiden You know, that's, that's what our other... The whole damn abyss, aliens, We dude. should just start another podcast where all it is is like you telling me about a freaky thing, like the Russian thing yeah. in, the, in the wilderness, yeah, or should... this alien abduction case, and I'm just sitting here going, come on, man. The Diltoff Pass incident is what you're talking about. What, what we should do, what a real entertaining podcast is... We'll is, call it the Y-Files, because I'm is like, me, why? It's me coming up with... Are we either coming up with something or reading something, and by the end of it, you determine. Yeah, yeah. You tell me I two stories. Up, you tell me two stories, and I gotta pick which one's real. Yeah, and which one's if good. I made it up, or <laughs> or if it is documented to some extent, I'd I'd, I'd listen to that. All yeah. right. So, yeah, she uh, she goes on to tell me about the time dilation and whatnot, um, and she she says, you know. Either way, that she does believe Liza's down there and waiting for her. And Rico runs over to hug Ozen, and Ozen just smacks her again. Like, no, Ozen does not hug. <laughs> not yeah. having any of that. She then tells them about the other white whistles. Uh, she says, there's the Sovereign of Guidance, who is Wakuna the Chosen. The Sovereign of Mystery, Srajo the Mysterious. The Sovereign of Dawn, Bondrood the Novel. Which, these are all pretty great uh, names. I will say, yeah. y'all couldn't think of a synonym for mystery, obviously. Because everybody has, like, she's she's the unmovable sovereign, Ozen the immovable. Which, alright, you changed a letter, un to in, whatever. And then Sovereign of Guidance, the chosen, sure. Sovereign of Dawn, the novel, okay, sure. Sovereign of Mystery, Srajo, the mysterious. Like, alright. 
Come Strato the Enigma or something. Like make it different. You you you, you couldn't oh, think man. of anything. But yeah, she um she mentions uh I think she says Bond uh, Bond in particular is a real something. Like she's like, you gotta watch out for these guys. That one dude in particular yeah, is he's, he's the the whistle of ill repute. Yeah, something like that. He's ill repute. Did they say that? Yeah. Are you reading it on your episode summary? All right. But yeah, it's uh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing these guys and finding out what their deal is, but uh it's also pretty intense stuff. Um and I don't remember what she says. She says something and Reg says, "What? Are you joking?" And uh, uh, Ozen just doesn't even respond to that. It's like, "Okay, Ozen doesn't hug. Ozen does also does not joke. Like get real, kid." I think she might even yeah. smack him too. But um yeah, they they talk for a little more. She says Liza's letter uh, talking about the letter. Well, first of all, she said before it's not Liza's handwriting. Second, the that's not even paper. It's a special relic. It's it's unterrible. She tried to tear it with all her strength. She couldn't put a put a mark in this thing. Um, and she also says that the way it's written is really weird. It's these large scrawled like crooked letters, like like a kid might have written it or something. She doesn't yeah. say that, but that's kind of the implication. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, she was just really sending it home that hey, Liza did not write this. This is not her handwriting. Yeah. Um, and then getting ready to leave and whatnot. Um, she, she gives them, Ozen gives, uh, gives them Liza's weapon, which is Blaze Reap, the everlasting pickaxe, which apparently has some kind of everlasting yeah, gunpowder. Like yeah. It's a, and like it a shoots shotgun pickaxe. It sa- seems like it, but they don't like show you. I don't. I don't yeah. know what it does. I'm kind of interested to find out. She says I'll show you how to use it before you leave, but it's, it's got to be like some sort of hybrid, like pickaxe version of a gun blade from yeah, Final Fantasy. Something, VIII. something awesome. It's gonna. But be apparently, great. the gunpowder is everlasting. It also, it also, even when it was, even when they first found it, she said it would misfire, and you got to be careful with this thing. Bloody, bloody, blah. It's like you so know, don't kill hurt yourself with it. <laughs> plus, All right, it is, don't put that in my head. Uh, plus, it is, like, as big as Rico. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. It's absolutely massive. It's a huge pickaxe. Well, maybe not even huge, but definitely the size of a small child, clearly, a 12-year-old. But, yeah, they. Uh, she then goes over a bunch of secrets, which we don't hear her say, but in montage we get them. Uh, Reg talks about them. She says she shared a bunch of t- uh, secrets. Uh, uh, a mysterious device for, trans- tra- for traversing level 5C. Uh, the white whistle's tone is able to activate some uh, certain relics, which we saw earlier with the mm-hmm. with the with the vessel thing. Um, there's a mysterious seventh layer circle that only few white whistles have seen. Uh, we also find out uh, then that there's a there's another flashback after that. Oh, and uh, he also Reg also in that scene says uh, that monster told us everything, and I'm like, wow. I mean, all right, she is pretty crazy i don't know if i call her a monster i probably would call her a monster well she did beat them like beat they the were in the water no, world. but she she did stop eventually they stop in the walmart too they gotta call security on yeah, your once, ass once cps shows up <laughs> you're the worst dude all right but you ever wonder why they took the mcdonald's out of walmart so anyway the <laughs> they go on there's another flashback where we see uh an adult liza apparently uh talking to ozen and getting ready for her her final um Final dive. Final dive. Um, Ozen mentions that as soon as they got to the top the and got the baby out of the vessel, that she started crawling back toward the abyss and how creepy that was. Like she said, anything that's... It kind of reminds me of the quote that we had earlier with um, when, when Rico lost her uh, star compass. She said, uh, there's a saying that 
something, anything taken from the abyss will return eventually. Sure as hell what it sounds mm-hmm. like. Uh, that's gonna, that'll pay off. Yeah. That'll, that'll be something. Um, but yeah, we, uh, uh, we see Liza, an adult Liza getting ready for her last dive, talking to Ozen. She says, uh, she talks about her, her, um, uh, person she's training, her protege, uh, Jiro, uh, who Jiro. we know is leader. That's, leader. that's leader. Yep. Leader's real name. Um, and she says, um, she, she uh, Liza goes into a weird little, uh, monologue where you see, we see like, uh, her, her, the rest of her crewmates, we see Torka, we even see like, you know, uh, a baby, baby Rico. And she says, no matter what relic or whatever else of mine I offer as payment, it's not enough. Like the abyss wants more. Is it what it sounds like she's mm-hmm. saying? It's really, really wild stuff. Like, I'm yeah. not sure what's going to happen there. But it does sound like uh, Liza planted with Leader this whole thing once once Rico made her move because she wanted her to have the option of to go to the abyss yeah, or she not. Said, to go. She said that she wanted her to have the choice, the the chance to live a lot normal life or to do whatever she wants. But as Ozen suspected, it seems like she is being pulled back into the abyss. Mm-hmm. Like that's where she wants to go. Um and we also, for the first time, I think, actually see That's Liza full on. I wanna go <laughs> way back in the abyss of Mo. Abyssa. The fifth layer. Why are you so bad? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> this is the absolute I, I worst. Thought, I thought for sure I would have, by the time I got to where you start rhyming the areas, that I would have come up with something, but I got the fifth layer. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes bleeding. Uh, Stop. Out of every is, orifice. This is the worst uh, cover of Kokomo ever. That's where I, I want to go. go. Way, Way down, down into the, the abyss. abyss oh. You're the worst. I hate, I hate this. Um, so, yeah, she. Uh, we see for the first time, like, Liza. Morka. Stop. We see we see Liza full on like we see her face like we've seen like her we've seen her like from the back or like from the side but like her face is like mm-hmm. obscured by her hair or whatever. For the first time you get to see her and her whole face and her eyes. She has the craziest eyelashes in the fucking world. Like they look like eyebrows just going around her eyes. She has yeah. literal hairy eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> like she's so it's, it's strange. She's so wild looking. I love it. Oh, um uh, this is also the scene where Ozen talks about. Uh, actually, no, it was before the first the first flashback we had when we saw the baby Liza. That Ozen talks about her. Uh, baby, baby Liza asked her, "Why do you? Why is your hair like that?" Uh, Reg had commented on it earlier. How's he, how she get her hair to slick, stay down like that? And she says that the more you go into the abyss, your it takes tolls on you, and your skin like twists up, and she's got scars all over, and that's why she styles her hair this way to hide them. It's yeah. really wild stuff, but can't see her skull. Yeah, we see. Uh, we actually get to see Liza finally, and she's she's pretty cool looking. She also has these terrifying eyelashes. And then uh, the last thing we get before uh, before the end of the episode is everybody gathered around the Great Fault except Ozen, who's back. You know, on top of her, uh, on top of her, um, uh, on top of the camp, like looking at them from a distance. And it's everybody, uh, you know, saying their goodbyes, all of Ozen's cronies and whatnot, and Marulk's there, and she hugs them, uh, or he hugs them, and uh, Marulk hugs them, I'm just gonna say Marulk, yeah. uh, hugs them and and is saying, you know, I I wish you wouldn't go, I, I, I know it's so mean to say, but 
I, I kind of hope you don't make it. I hope you come back. Yeah. Because she misses. She's Mark's he, gonna he miss him. Friend. So yeah. Mark's gonna miss him so much and whatnot. And it's a really touching scene. And yeah. they're all crying and stuff. And then they go. Uh, that's where the flashback happens. Then they go to the thing, and you see them. The last thing you see is them before the Great Fault, which is level three, I believe. Just this sheer cliff that goes straight down. This really wild looking white cliff just whew, straight drop yep and apparently it's gonna get intense um and that's where the episode ends yep and i gotta tell you these four episodes are pretty great a lot of cool stuff in there some cool flashbacks yeah a lot Liza of good better. a lot of good story they did you got to see ozen be all bad are you yeah they picked up the story well enough here too the story is already being done pretty well but they've given us enough information to where we can get a couple of action-filled episodes yeah, yeah, it's really intense stuff. I will say this, and uh, I, I wouldn't say I was spoiled on anything, but I did have two separate people. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend at work, and before that, my good buddy on, on Facebook, um, message uh, messaged me, and they were telling me, hey, um, how far are you through those episodes? And it was, I was like, oh, you know, I'm I'm, all, I'm about to do episode eight, uh, and then I'm going to stop until next was week. Was it a different good buddy or was it Allie? It was Allie. Yeah, Allie messaged me too. And, and was telling me, all right, well, so just listen. Brace yourself for episode nine. And I'm like, uh. Is it episode nine or is it episode ten? She told me episode nine, and then okay. she said, like, those last few get pretty rough. Uh, I was warned, maybe don't be eating anything when you watch them. Oh man! She and I was also those, she didn't give me those warnings. She I was, was also where told, was. Uh, "Listen, message me back if you need to decompress after this one." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. I might need a shoulder to if cry." You, if, you, if you need a good cry, my guy. Oh man, I cry constantly. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna see. I'm just gonna cry forever. I said it before, man. I feel like we should just change the name of the show to "Sad About Cartoons" because I feel like yeah. I'm gonna end up crying about this one. Yeah, but it looks like it's gonna go into. <sighs> We, but yeah, we, we I, had a comment on YouTube on the YouTube version of this. Uh, the one of the guys says uh, that is deceptively dark. Oh God! I'm... And that he cried. So a lot of people crying on this anime. Now me. I don't cry often. I almost never cry. I can make myself cry. I can't do that. You want to see? No, I'm not gonna. Do okay. It. Well, I guess I'm not getting to see. I could do it, but um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how hard it hits me. We'll see. We'll see what happens here, man. It's. Oh man, I'm I'm pretty nervous about it. Yeah, uh, you really love these my buddy, characters. My good buddy, too. Ro- our good buddy Roger here was telling me he's he's clinching. Yeah, I asked Brandon. So we were we were talking about these. Let's just pull up the text chain. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Hey, grab your phone. You read your part. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're about to we're about to do a live acting of a text. Do you, you want to read? Do you want me to read you, or you read you? I'll read you. Oh, you want to read me? Am I reading you? Yeah, you read me. So Friday, April sixth, heading into these episodes. All right, hold on. I'm still getting to where we are. Okay, yeah, he- heading into these episodes. Okay, I watched them earlier. Pretty wild stuff. How you feeling about it? I like them, but I'm a little on edge for the next few. Seems like it's gonna get a lot darker. That's the O. Two, the it's a colon face, with, a, yeah. with a zero. I do the, I do the O face yeah. a lot. Got to put that at the end of everything because sometimes people think I'm being mean. So I'm like, let me throw a little emoticon in at the end of this. Yeah. Because I always put periods. I don't use exclamation points. But uh, Roger, uh, not sure how dark it gets, but I think it's a safe bet that we prepare our butts now. Clinch real tight. Do you think this that is that is what the Chevelle song, The Clincher, is about? <laughs> uh, now, Roger... 
do you really think I've ever listened to a song from a band named after a car? <laughs> I think it would have been hard never to have heard a song by then. Them, apostrophe. Yeah. Correct. Uh, that was a, my correction. Correction. If I ever misspell anything, I'm really good about generally going back in. Throw and little asterisks on there. Yeah, little asterisks and correcting my spelling. Um, which at, I do want to do a little note here. I feel like it's really hard to have made it through the 2000s with never hearing a, show, All a right, song well, we, by We Chevelle. can let the rest of this text conversation okay. go. But what I'm saying is, look. Well, the song I, is called The Clincher. I've heard of Chevelle. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you... I, w- I couldn't tell you a song by them other than The Clincher now. I know the name of that one. Yeah. But I certainly don't know how it goes. I don't know the chorus. I don't know the melody. If I heard a song that was from them, I might go, that sure is a song that's playing. I wouldn't know it's them. Like, I don't give a shit. Fuck, mm-hmm. fuck Chevelle. You can tell him I said that. Okay. <laughs> and you can tell him I said that. Somebody tweet well, Chevelle you, right now. I do want you to Wait, say Wait, did they that break you, up? They you, don't exist anymore, I don't know. Right? You, you, you asked me if I was a fanboy. I mean, I feel like I, I, what I said and I'm is... Not. I've actually said, never been a fan of Chevelle. I you, thought they were one click higher than Breaking right, Benjamin. All right, Let's go back to the conversation then. Let's go back to the conversation. Here, Roger. Well, I don't want to offend anybody that might be a fan of Chevelle. It's fine. It's fine. I think uh, uh, it would have been hard to never never to have heard a song by them. And to which I responded, Roger. Uh, well, I certainly couldn't name any. Just what you said a second ago. Well, one is called The Clincher. Yeah, and I just gave you that. YouTube link. YouTube link. Sure, but what I meant is I have no idea how that song goes. And if I heard any of them, I wouldn't say, Oh, hey, this is Chevelle. And I'm not clicking that. (laughs) Also, I feel like we had this discussion before. You're like a fanboy, right? Do it for the knowledge, man. No, not really. Meh. Okay, here's the one that might offend someone. I'd say I'm not a fan. They're a step above something like Breaking Benjamin. I need you to de- I need you to determine if that song is about preparing yourself to be devastated by preemptively squeezing your sphincter tightly. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, did you go in and no listen? response? No, I haven't listened to it. I don't care. You should I could, listen. I could name a, I I could name a hundred songs, a hundred so bands at, that I could tell you about. And you, you were wouldn't so good at breaking to. down these episodes. I just needed you to break down one song. I'm not going to do it. Called The Clincher. No. To find out if it's about clinching your butt cheeks so tight that you were prepared for the world ahead of you. I, I feel like I don't want to listen to that. I feel like I'm never going to now because you want me to so badly. I feel like you're going to have to, man. Nah, man. Nah. Do it for knowledge, my guy. Do it for me. <laughs> do it for <laughs> for the good buddies. No, there I might be some good buddies out there that really like Chevelle, right, and they're if, like, you if know enough, what? I think Brandon if enough give... people, if enough people comment anywhere on this, let's say I get twenty people. That's too much. We don't get that many comments. Yeah. Let's say I get ten people. Okay, 10 either on the Facebook or YouTube or iTunes. You're gonna have to track all these anywhere. I have a Tumblr set up that I'm not using very much, but I'm posting the episodes there. It's the goodbuddies.tumblr.com. But nice. if anybody comments on any of those saying. Uh, hey Brandon, you should listen to that song. Do it for Chevelle. If I get, let's let's cut the difference. Fifteen. If I get fifteen different people saying yes, do this, then I will listen to that song. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you that you're gonna love them. I actually think that you won't like them. I dated a girl all, who really liked them and went to one of their I'm shows. Saying, I'm like, man. Yeah, all I'm saying is that you didn't even like that girl. You know who it is. Do I? Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah, now I want to know who that we'll is. We'll talk about uh, it. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, I think I know who you're talking about now. Enough. You you don't, we her? don't need names. We you don't need names. We don't need names. 
Enough. What the hell, man? Continue. You didn't tell me that part. Yeah, I did. You didn't tell me that. You just told me. Okay. This isn't Brandon's yeah. relationship podcast. Continue. <laughs> I think that they are an okay band. They're musically sound. They're not my cup of tea. They're very radio Why rocky. are we still talking about Chevelle? This is the I anime don't know. podcast. It's, uh, we, what we should be talking about is how tight we're squeezing them spinkers. <laughs> Can we go two episodes without you talking about your butts? I didn't talk about your my multiple, butt. Your I multiple talked about butt. our butts. Also, I will. I would like to point out. So, episode five, we got more references to Reg's wiener. We then went three episodes without talking about his wiener. I'm very proud of the show. I feel like we need one of those like day since last incident thing, but it's gonna be like episode <laughs> since Reg's wiener was mentioned. Yeah. Three. We made it. This is a record for us guys. Oh man! But anyway, that's the show. Uh, yep. I think we're going on to some some good buddy we, universe we have, questions. We and have comments. one question from our Here good buddy comes a Question from the good buddies. Wheelie Wow. Sweet solo, bro. Yeah, thanks, man. Give it to me. Our good buddy Clayton has a nice a uh, nice question for us here. He's always uh, real friendly, super cool guy, and always got really good questions. If you guys have any questions, I'll go ahead and plug this now. Yeah, get this out of the way before the question. Um, if you guys have any questions, we love answering these. Uh, we don't care if it's just one or two of you or a few. We'll answer every question that you got. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can send them into the Good Buddies Anime Pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I will not spell it out this time. Thank you. Um, you can also. I'll just, you, you I'll get, just say yeah. it now. I do. Ha- I do have that. Like I said, I have a Tumblr set up for us now. Mm-hmm. And pretty much all I'm doing so far is just posting when there's a new episode and a link to it because yeah. I want to post stuff about the animes that we're watching. But it's kind of hard to do that without finding a bunch of spoilers. True. So I haven't. But uh, check it out. It's thegoodbuddies.tumblr.com. Uh, yeah, you can might send us questions start. there too. I've already got four or sorry three Twitters set up for our different things. I might set up a fourth one for us. And I keep hearing a lot about this Discord thingy, my bobber. Yeah, we'll this see old about that. Billy Whacker here, so I might get us a, a Discord set up. If you guys would like that, that's something y'all use, and you think that it would do us well, let us know in a comment somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, on to the question. Our good buddy Clayton asks, really well. subs or dubs? Also, who is the most overpowered character in anime? Hmm. Subs or dubs? Well, I mean, subs or dubs, it, I think it depends on the show. I usually prefer a dub only because I like being able to focus more on the art. I find that with yeah, this show in particular, since it's only in subtitles, I have to like read and then I'll like rewind a little bit and like watch what happens so I can get the full scope and whatnot. Um, I That said, there's a lot of stuff that... Uh, like I think we've mentioned before that I tried to watch it in dub and I just couldn't stand it. And then I either watched it in subtitles or like was told, Oh, the subtitles better. So Mm -hmm. you check that out and yeah, it turns out it's right. But I mean, and, and we said before for certain things, it's really, it's difficult uh, to watch something subtitles. Like I can't handle dragon ball Z with, with subtitles. So more, more or less I am sort of the kind of guy where I want it how I heard it first. Sure. But if there is no other way of, if I have, if there's a dub out there and there's absolutely no other way and I am dying to see it, then I can, I'll go into sub from a dub. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, you you don't ever have to go from sub to dub because you'll be able to find the sub pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's always a lock if I started as a sub. But, um... There are things like Dragon Ball out there, which I can just wait for the dub to come out. I'm yeah. perfectly happy with doing that. 
But uh, I really do like subs a lot. I like dubs too. I think there's a lot of really good teams and a lot of really good voice actors that are really putting hard work into it and making it, you know, we're not watching Robotech anymore, which was a dub Marvel on its own. It was pretty good. It was so good that it spawned into its own story that didn't correlate at all with the, yeah, uh, with the rest of the anime. But, um, especially in the nineties, you got a, a lot of really hard dubs to go through. Yeah. There's some rough stuff. Out uh, there. and now like now you don't, you, you do hear a lot of the same voices and some mm. people might hate a certain voice, but yeah, these, these people work really hard and they do a good job. So typically if I can find it in a dub just for the sake of viewing the anime now, since there's very visual, I will go for a dub. But if I need to go sub, I don't mind going sub. I like subs just mm. fine. I will say that um, I don't I don't really mind when um like you said you hear a lot of the same voices in these things like you you will hear a I can, lot I can of pull stuff. The, I can pick the voices out in the the Japanese dub too. Yeah. I know whenever you know like okay this character was also this character. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm not that good. Speaking of I I did uh during the show I was like uh talk, talking about um Made in Abyss again. I kept jumping back and forth between the end of this last episode eight where Liza's talking and the end of episode five where we had that mystery narrator. And I can't tell if it's the same person. Mm-hmm. Like I was trying to see, is that Liza talking? Yeah. It sounded similar, but I couldn't say. But yeah, I do. I don't mind when uh, when I pick out a bunch of the same voices in animes, mostly because I just really am enamored with the world of voice actors. There's a great documentary that was put on by... Uh, uh well it's on it's on YouTube. I know I saw it on YouTube. I'm pretty sure it was on Netflix too. It's called I Know That Voice. Which have you seen that? Uh I have not. Oh my god, it's amazing. It's only like an hour, like just over an hour long. It's is really, it about, really good. Is it about one certain voice no, actor? It's, it's about... about voice acting in general. Okay. It's about like all these current voice actors. You get a bunch of people who like do voices for American cartoons. Mm-hmm. You see like you do uh, Steve Blooms in it. He Steve talks Bloom. about like doing animes and stuff. Uh, there's also, I mean, it's just really cool. You see the guy who the the who today these days does Porky Pig because obviously the original guy's gone. Yeah, but uh, he he, did. he got he explains like how he does the Porky Pig voice and he's the uh, the be able to set it down like he does the whole thing. It's really great. It's really cool. And there's also like stories about classic voice actors and stuff and whatnot. It's a really great. Um, documentary if you can find it and that's like that's just that stuff i like man yeah like, that's why that that's i'm really enamored by the whole world of voice actors and how they all seem to get along together and these same voice actors in these same things etc etc so i'm super down for like here i don't mind hearing the same voice a hundred times um but yeah it's really cool stuff and if you I'll, I'll say that if you haven't seen i know that voice please look it up it's very yeah, it's, very it good it sounds good it was put on by and see i'm kicking myself because i can't think of his name now but it's the dude who's the voice of uh bender and jake the dog that guy um, oh, um you, you know you know what i'm talking i can, I can picture yes, him in my I head with his, his name. red hair and his weird beard but i can't think of his name off the top of my head um but he's really awesome he basically just like called up a bunch of friends like hey i was thinking about doing a thing you want to be in it and they were like yeah like Tara Strong's in it, like everybody's in it. It's really yeah. cool. The uh, Bender's voice like the same as like Jake the Dog. He's in. He's in. Uh, he's in John, B- John DiMaggio. DiMaggio. Yeah, yeah. Tim. Uh, really cool stuff, man. Check that out. He's done. He's done a couple Aminas, I think. I know I've heard his voice somewhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, he's he's super cool. There's a great scene where I think it's Steve Bloom is sitting down and he's talking about like, oh yeah, video games too. Uh, and he goes, um, frag out. That was me. I'm like, oh shit, Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> It's really great. He's also Wolverine now, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a freaking Joker in something not too long ago, like John DiMaggio. He's doing everything. I love that guy. Oh, are we going to watch that Batman anime thing? Uh, oh, Batman Ninja? 
you want to watch that? Yeah, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, it looks kind of weird to me. I don't like that 3D style. You know that. But I'll check it out if you want to. But anyway, um, oh, we talked Phil about Phil Lamar. I imagine on. he's on oh, the yeah, documentary Lamar, too. Phil Lamar does some cool stuff in there. Um, we uh, talked. We also there was a second part of that question. Yeah, yeah. Too. I was just gonna say we, okay. we glossed over that. Who's who? Do you think is most OP? Whoever Goku is fighting. <laughs> no, that but it can't be because Goku always wins. Yeah, but at that moment in time, he is the most OP. Uh, Probably Saitama from One Punch Man. That's what I was. Gonna, I was gonna say Saitama uh, or Goku. I would say Goku is probably the most OP. The only thing that could be more OP is if Superman ever shows up in a Japanese anime, but. I don't know if he has. I'm trying a will. to think if there's any more. So anybody so I know, ridiculously I've never powerful. seen it, but a friend of mine was telling me about this something called Fate. Fate something. Fate Stay Night or something like that. Fate Zero. Fate Zero. I no, think. Fate Zero. There's a whole bunch of the Fate series. He was. I a buddy of mine was telling me about that, and apparently there's some guy in there called uh, Gilgamesh who just whips every ass like he's just too strong or something. But yeah, I would say Saitama. Saitama's great because it's just for comedic effect he's just needlessly too strong for no reason yeah it's really great but i think i think goku probably is the most op because no matter how strong the enemy is he even if he loses he comes back what's and he's the name stronger. of that new little god on on super do you remember who i'm talking about the one that that comes into the tournament at the very end beerus and everybody is bowing to him oh like the king guy yeah i don't know uh, don't remember his name. He's got that really adorable voice too. You got a little baby voice. Zeno, Zeno is his name. I haven't even like seen uh, that episode in oh, the English dub yet. Zeno I saw yet. it. I, well, I watched I a little him. bit of it. I love the, him. Yeah, I haven't finished it yet. I need He's to get back on that. Got a little football head, dude. Eh, sounds adorable. He is adorable. <sighs> I gotta get back on that, but um, dragons, so dragons balls. Close, is there is there any other anime you're watching right now? Or are you just going through Maiden Abyss? I'm just doing Maiden Abyss. Um, I'm probably. There's a few things I've had my eye on that I need to check out, but I just haven't. I don't. I don't really watch a lot of anything yeah. these days. I'm mostly just. I'm either working or playing a video game or yeah. doing this. But I've been. I've been trying to keep up watching some more stuff than I miss. I've been watching Parasite. How's that? Uh, it's all right. Is that the one you were telling me about before? There was. Uh, there was something else you were telling me about. Right after. Uh, right after we finished watching. Um, well, I, I Recovery. probably told you about Psychopath. Psychopath. Yeah, that was it. The first season I had is excellent. Second season eh. sucks balls. Okay. Um, but I keep hearing about uh, what's the one with the kids in the high school that that people start dying. It's like Dangan, uh, Dangan uh, Ropa or something, something like that. Dangan I heard, Ropa. I heard that's supposed to be good. Yeah, I I, I need to check that out. But yeah, I was a lot of stuff. Parasite. I need to just a lot watch. of people talked a lot about it because it was a really old manga and it finally got a treatment and it's yeah. fun, but it definitely feels dated. Yeah, it feels real dated. All right, I'll finish it though. And we'll check I like some it stuff enough. out. But yeah, we gotta. I mean, we gotta. We gotta pick out what we're watching after this one because next episode is the finale for us. We're gonna do the last five episodes yeah. of Made in Abyss. We'll see how devastated we are, and then we'll. Depending we'll, on how bad it ends up being, we might have to just do us like, do a happy do, times in the we happy might need to like land. Put on something real chill to just. It's like when I was a kid and we would, my parents would take me and my, my older sister to a blockbuster to pick out movies and I'd be like, oh, I want to watch this action movie. Oh, I want to watch this one or that one. And my sister would come up with like just the worst horror movie she could find. And I would be like, all right, I'll put this back. I guess I'm running into the Lion King again. Yeah. Like I got to have something to watch after that. <laughs> Man. Maybe, maybe we'll finally, we talk about MMO Junkie all the time. We yeah, we might have to it. finally yeah. break down and just do that just one. Do just, give me a, just give me a slow ball, I'm man. pretty sure 
I really want people to know about that anime too. Well, we keep mentioning it. I'm sure. Don't. I'm sure a few people have watched yeah. it already. We probably we've talked about it so much. I don't. I don't know if we even can do it on yeah. the show. But like, if you've heard us say recovery of an MMO junkie a hundred yeah, times, you check it out. If you if you want to hear us Verve go over and, it, like Funimation Crunchyroll or whatever know. that is. I know it's on Verve. But well, break it down. Bang 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 bang. bang. Yeah, leave a comment. Leave a comment if you want me to listen to that Chevelle song, and if you want us to review and talk about MMO junkie. Yeah. Recovery of an MMO junkie. Send us in some questions. Uh, let us know if you want us to put up a Discord. There's all sorts of questions for you, you guys. Yeah, man. But we want questions for us too. But yeah, thanks so, for thanks for sending your questions. Yep. Uh, when you our do, good buddy Clayton, our good buddy Clayton. Clayton, I love you, man. Never lets me down. Always giving us the questions. The rest of y'all are slacking, man. Help us yeah. out. I had a I had a friend I work with tell me three times he sent in a question. He still hasn't done it. You jerk. He can. He doesn't even have to email it. Just I tell him to listening. text you. Just I know you're listening. Te- hey, right good now. buddy out there. Hey, man. Text Brandon that question. You lied to me. Anyway, but yeah, um, we're going to come back and do more stuff. Sure. And before we sign off, of course, I would like to give a shout out to our good buddies Married with Sea Monsters for the use of our theme song. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's doll. it called again? Paper Doll, which you can find at marriedwithseamonsters.bandcamp.com. Wow. Screw you. It's an amazing song. They're an amazing band that isn't a band anymore. So be a hipster. You were into them after they stopped existing. Yeah. If you Get look through it, the Rabbit Kick media stuff, you can see that I've used a handful of their other songs. It's really good stuff, man. They're amazing. Um, uh, Married with Sea Monsters, a.k.a. the Mary well, Jane's. News all that, by the way. Of course you do. Uh, married with seamonsters.bandcamp.com yeah. and on Spotify. But yeah. check them out. Check us out. Thanks so, for liking, commenting, and subscribing, and sending us all them them cool questions. We yep. love you so much. Wherever you guys are, I'm just send, uh, I'm sending you little kisses. If you if you're listening to us on iTunes you. or Stitcher or anything like that, be sure to give us a nice, good review. I love you so much. Maxim stars out. Give Brandon some kisses. Mm-hmm. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Bye bye. Please leave a comment. Please <laughs> like the video. And tune in next time, guys. Thank y'all so much. We'll see you then, good buddies. From from, Universe. From your good buddies, Brandon. And your good buddy, Roger. We appreciate you. Thank you, good buddy, Universe. We'll see you around. See ya. (laughs) We need, like, a proper sign-off. You beat your kids in the Walmart. I just know it. No! No! Roger, not that! No! Yeah.